speakers. I do not need to record the screen. Brian does everything. What's up, yeah. Matt? Yeah, that's pretty Garrett? fucking accurate. I helped you pay for this I, stuff. I really wish that I had been recording when you said that. <laughs> you got it on my audio. Too. Matt, it's been a while. How you doing, buddy? Been a long time. How have you been? I'm good. Hey, look at this. You wanted to all right, be If we're all going to lie, we can just stop the podcast, podcast right now. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and requires the utmost of honest opinions and... I don't know, confessions. I, I told Matt Please. that earlier, and it, it seemed like I was just going to, it wasn't going to work. It was just going to be a bunch of BS pouring out of his mouth. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. He's yep. been giving me shit all day and yeah. last night. Well, you got to pour it back in his direction out of your mouth, apparently. Well, I tried it in other uh, places, but that didn't really work out either. Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of creepy having Matt around, to be oh. honest. I look like walking, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like standing there in the kitchen cooking, and I like feel something like a presence. And I like turn around, he's just standing there watching me cook. <laughs> he's like, he's like that guy. What's the Adam Sandler movie with the guy who's like, I, I feel you're underestimating the creepiness, the sneakiness. <laughs> That's what it is. Not the creep. John is the actor's name. Yeah, I was yeah. just keeping him on his toes. Yeah, yeah. How's your uh, face, dude? My face. Well, if you guys join on YouTube, you can tell me what do you think. When I do stuff, only this side does anything. The other side just sits there and my eyeball stays open. So what I'm going to do is wear some sunglasses for the podcast since we do video now and just keep them closed. No, it's messed up. It's messed up. I just got the test results back today. Uh, you know, you hey, you guys that are listening, you heard it here first on the podcast. Unless, of course, we release it later. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, I just got test results back today. Apparently, I uh, tested positive for Lyme's disease. So I missed a lot of the classic symptoms, you know, like having a tick and then having, like, the red bullseye thing. I didn't get any of that. I mean, obviously, I got bit by a tick somewhere, you know. It just wasn't noticeable. It wasn't prolonged. The doctors were saying you can't have that if the tick's on there less than 36 hours. So that's not what it is but they were wrong. It is. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So been going through it. <clears throat> uh, Brian, you know this, but Matt, I don't think I've talked to you all that much lately, but yeah, I've been having like crazy headaches and then just, you know, feeling like when you're about to get sick, you're not yeah. sick yet, but you know that it's coming. Look, Brian's got the sunglasses on too. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, no, I have mine upstairs. <clears throat> you can go run up and grab them real quick if you want. <laughs> if you want to make, if you want to join the club, I, I mine yeah. just happened to be sitting right there. I just wanted to make feel Garrett feel more comfortable, so I put on my sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Go red mine. Shoot, we're all yeah, gonna wear course. our sunglasses Go. indoors. Go ahead. But yeah, so so I've been like super achy, headachy, just feeling like crap. A little bit of a brain fog lately, you know. And then one day I woke up with uh, my left arm numb, and I was like, oh, that's not cool. What am I having a heart attack or something like that? Uh, and then a, a few days later, I woke up with the right side of my face numb, you know, actually I didn't wake up with it. Um, I was actually talking to Juliet Brewer about coming on this podcast. Hopefully we'll get her on here at some point, but halfway through the conversation, I started to sound like I'm talking funny. So for those of you guys listening, it sounds like I got a big cotton wad in my mouth. It's not cotton. It's the half of my tongue that doesn't work. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, what's that guy, Harvey Dent up at Freedom Breeder, the, uh, 
the ball python? Yeah, the half two face. Yeah, he's like half uh half, half scaleless, half not half regular, and that's a uh chimera, right? That's right. what I feel like right now. It's like literally split down my face, like this side of my face does nothing. The eye won't close, the uh you know, my tongue won't work, it can't taste anything, can't smell out that side, no tears produced in my eye. So yeah, it's I like, gotta imagine it's pretty uncomfortable, man. It looks it looks uncomfortable. You get really tired on the side that does work. You get all like cramped up. Matt's back. He's got the glasses. So Matt Bernard and everybody. So Cal Herps, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. For those of you guys that randomly found out this podcast and don't know who we are, I'm Garrett Hartle, Reach Out Reptiles, and my co-host over here. Uh, Brian Cusco, Triple B. Yeah. And, and Matt uh, is uh, with SoCal Herps. I already said that. Come on. Stay, stick with the time. Yeah, oh, I don't it. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just making sure that we know who Matt is. Because I've had Matt on my, my vlog several times. And every time I bring him back, people are like, who's that? And I'm like, it's Matt. He's been on the videos like 20 times at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, Matt, you've been uh, a big part. We mentioned you on the podcast several times. Um, I think one of our original podcasts was right after we all went to sushi one time. Yeah, it was. So. That's when we started up the whole Searchable as Reptiles Facebook page. Right, exactly. And so Matt has been, uh, if you guys aren't there now, it, it's probably one of the coolest places on Facebook to be. Uh, I really say that like it's, you know, it's a it's a really cool little place to hang out, mess around with everybody that that's everybody is on there. So searchable as reptiles uh, community page on Facebook. So search us up on Facebook and find that and join. And Matt will be the first to say hello. Darn right, I will. I'm going in there right now just to see when the last post was. Oh, oh yeah, that's pretty sad. September 7th. Well, that was that was only two days ago. <laughs> I tell you what, what happens? I mean, we only do a monthly podcast, but everyone jumps on, they chat, they do all that kind of stuff. Matt usually watches along and and uh keeps everybody informed. But yeah, I don't know. You get these random threads started on crazy stuff, either that we say or just people giving us crap on there. You know what I mean? And they, they come at it with it. So yeah, I usually like to throw a little couple one liners in from the podcast in there just to get people to jump in on something. Oh, it's a good time. It's you know, a good like time. Garrett killing cats. That was always a good little one liner there. Oh yeah. The best part is I don't remember what I say on these podcasts where I'm just shooting from the hip, you know what I mean? So then people start talking about stuff and they're like, how do you know all my stories? So it's a fun place for me to visit. <laughs> Did I, I get really... that? I really, uh, we've, I've gotten used to doing them in person now. This is like the first one we've done in a little while, not in person. And it's, uh, it's the, the online interviews, the online interactions, they're just, it's just not the same for me. It's just not. No, for me, it's a great reminder of coronavirus, which nobody wants to ever hear about or talk about again. Right. Well, that's, we're Super definitely not going to talk here, hear or talk about that here. Yeah. yeah. At least not out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is uh, I might see at least you, Brian, weekend after next. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Cool. Yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to record another one then. Are you saying might like you might not make it? Oh, I don't know. I've got this t this Lyme's disease. Maybe it'll get the better of me by then. Who knows? Good point. Hey, cheers. So what are we drinking tonight? Uh, this is U.S. number one uh, small batch Michter's American unblended whiskey unblended american whiskey sent to us by uh alan jones alan jones alan. is the yeah as the uh drink 
sponsor this evening. Thank you, Alan. We've been holding on to this so long. If you look at mine, if you guys can see the video, I've got about a eh, glass and a half left in mine. Brian's got about half his bottle, but he said he actually finished one and, and bought another one. And yeah, it's not the again. same bottle. <laughs> I do. The funny thing is I do really like that when he sent it, I had just run out of a bottle of it before. And uh, it literally arrived right as my other bottle was finishing. And then I finished that one. And then this is <laughs> the one after. So good, good pick, Alan. Um, this is really good stuff. I've, I've got a second bottle. That's here not that a we... glass and a half. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty hefty glass over there, dude. Uh, all right, let's start with the American Matt. Well, you better pour it because you went all crazy. I spilled, I spilled um, coffee all over my headphones right before we jumped on this podcast. Oh, man. I don't know why I'm being delegated to pour again. Well, you got mad at me last night when I was pouring. Did I? Yes. You said, oh, that's a heavy pour. We didn't drink any whiskey last night. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so listeners, I I have a request for you. Um, Please, we were just talking about the Facebook page, Search of Those Reptiles Community. We, going into our second year now, in case you haven't noticed, have these guests on. So we're, we're really glad to have Matt on here. And we've been having a lot of fun with that, but I want to know kind of like who, who do you guys, and you, you got to realize, like, I, I'm asking this for the, the followers, the fans, the people who have heard a couple of episodes, you know, how these podcasts go, you know, me, you know, Brian, who would you like to hear me and Brian get together with on this podcast? So if somebody could jump on there and start a thread. And if you don't, I'm sure Matt will um about uh you know who should we be trying to get as guests for this year it's a totally off-topic podcast so who do you want to hear off-topic stuff from yeah i'm noticing now your your face or your uh your speaking At, when we've been talking on the phone i hadn't picked up you're like oh, it's like i got a cotton ball in my mouth and i was like dude no it doesn't sound any different at all it sounds like just you talking but i'm i'm picking it up now yeah you said i would it's a pain i um you know, on my Reach Out Reptiles channel, we do a, a weekly live um, every Wednesday at six. And I had to cancel this last week. I mean, not that I couldn't do it. I probably could do it. But that that's a fairly well attended live session that we do. And I don't know, man, it's just a big distraction. This is actually the first thing that I'm doing that is like a, a public thing, where I'm coming out with this like half paralyzed face thing. So I don't know. You sound good to me. Like I haven't noticed any difference yet. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do another harmony or something like that. Like we did the one time, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> I, it's going to be a little tougher. I think if we're not in the same place at the same time, it'll be all the timing will be off. I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. There's no singing on this one with me. <laughs> no singing with Matt. <laughs> no singing with Matt. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Oh, Come on, Matt. I serenaded Matt for quite a bit. Uh, the other day i busted out the guitar and oh that was the best lunch break ever oh thanks wow, <laughs> well that's, that's a given if you hang out at Cusco's house <laughs> yeah did you did you do what is it ricky raccoon i don't know i i opted for uh a different beatles song i think <clears throat> oh, I, oh i sang one that i never had actually played or sang ever before oblah d oblah da I just kind of yeah. picked it up. I kind of half-assed it because I, I literally never played it before, but I do. I know the song very well because the same album. But and also I, this this is so totally like narcissistic, I guess. But my favorite rendition that we ever had with you that we caught on tape, at least, was when you came over and uh, we did a, a talk 'em up Tuesday on my channel. If you remember those, 
and it was like i think the title of it was like the side of garrett you haven't seen where you guys flipped it on me and and you and it was mostly my wife ashley interviewed me for my own channel and uh you took over the intro the little <laughs> reach out reptiles intro and we started with the regular intro and we just faded out into you playing it with the guitar and it meshed up perfectly and i think you just picked up the guitar and started playing it about 10 seconds earlier to figure yeah that was, out. that was fun that was fun that was good times that was good times oh man so how well, do you, i, I want to matt i know i know that the first one of the very first interviews i ever did on triple b tv was kendall at the reptile show i think that's how we met because i because yeah. you were there at that show right that yeah, was yeah i was there yeah i was obviously not focused on you whatsoever no that, you just went straight to kendall and it was like just left me in the dust <laughs> yeah well she was the one that was going to be on the video uh, and talking but then how did i don't know how you and garrett met oh it was similar except i wasn't after his wife i was after that snow uh that's that snow <laughs> the snow hog nose yeah yeah that yeah. is still I, have I feel like I feel like we kind of knew of each other before then, but I think that was really the the conversation that kind of kicked off the friendship, really. Don't yeah, you think? Definitely was like he came over to my booth and we were taking a look at that snow that was playing dead on the on the table there. And yeah, it was one of my first YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah and you wanted to buy her. I wouldn't let her go. Yeah, I oh, start from my... across the room and it's everything I'm like, ooh, and I run over to see something, it's always the same price. NFS, whatever that means. Oh, not for sales oh, oh is that what it is we don't have that price at my place <laughs> <laughs> i just said mine for that because i got a i got a quote unquote air quotes hold back that i've got here hi rob rob no. rob's in he's out <laughs> hi rob hi rob hi rob and uh I, I put it up on morph market though but it's one of my holdbacks i put it on morph market for because because my point is that there's a price that I will let go of it for, and that's what it is. But it's basically. Did, did you put it up for not for sale though on Morph Market? No, I put a price on it. Hilarious. Oh, that would be so much funny if you're like, this is my holdback and it's not for sale, but I put it on Morph Market. I don't know. I want to do that now. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I mean, that was kind of the idea, but I don't know if you can set that option like that. It's not for sale. I think you. Well, you can put a. I mean, you could at least put that in the title, but I mean, you can definitely do like an inquire for, on the price type of a deal. I think you can you know inquire I mean? on there. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I'll do right. that then. But but I want to write like hold back such and such, not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an awesome title, but I, I think it's just a great Hey Jessica, write that one down for me. We're gonna make our first morph market ad in a long time, and it's gonna be for something that's not for sale. <laughs> I love it. Well, and, okay, so Matt is one of the few people that I knew before you that lived in Southern California, because I know you know a lot of people from being a prehistoric pets back in the day down in Southern California. But I remember you doing that video with the, because you did a video too, where you came back to the table, right? This is when you yeah. had already started your YouTube channel at this point. I right. assume you guys knew each other from way back, like before YouTube. Uh, well, like I said, I think we knew of each other. Um, I actually am a big fan of Matt's work. He has every weird little obscure species that I love um and stuff like that but we we hadn't yeah we didn't know each other personally before no that, really. i think i saw him once at prehistoric pets but it was more or less passing by kind of thing it's just it's kind of like you know who people are because you've been to the shows you grew up in the area you yeah. know what i mean you kind of get to know who's around you even though you don't know them personally so right makes sense yeah yeah no it was, it was really good times what it was just a fruit fly oh you're pointing like I'm not drinking enough. Oh, no, no. That's you. 
Hey, so um, Matt, you have a couple different species um, with the with the reptiles. I think most notice most notably, I mean, you have like world class hognose collection. Um, I'm but then on world class, I'm not gonna. It is. It is definitely, guys. It's a world class hognose. I suppose it depends on what you think. I mean, if you want four gene recessives or something, that's not really your thing. But you do like, but you do like explicit, selectively bred stuff. I do. You know what I mean? Where where it's particular what I I breed. I'm not just for colors. What one two genes, but you do them in a way that's that's absolutely epic. So for me, I I don't know, and that's what I like. So I don't know that I know of anybody's collection that is better than yours for, by that definition. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, but then you do like crocodile skinks. You do some other stuff too. So uh, what is your like breeding season like? Like I know Brian, you do ball pythons. You've probably been hatching all kinds of stuff out, you know, in the last couple of months or whatever. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm just starting to breed. Stuff doesn't have, start to hatch till the end of year or beginning of next year. But what about you, Matt? What are you working on? Well, no, right now, hog noses are getting ready to be put down into cooling. So I'm just feeding them up just enough until uh, about the beginning or uh, middle of October here. And then they'll be uh, shutting down, going down into brumation. So if anyone doesn't know what brumation is, that's when animals kind of go into a kind of a slow state, not really sleep, but just more or less resting. It's almost like like hibernation's cousin or exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. So I set so, the hog noses down to about 55 degrees and essentially they just uh, stay down cooling and don't move too much for about two to three months. And then no they, feed, when they no come feeding, out of that- No feeding, nothing of that, just no water. Feeding, just water. And for me, like I do mine a little bit differently than other people because living in Southern California, it doesn't get 55 degrees almost ever. So I have them in a, like a cooler, like a wine cooler. And I don't leave water in there for them because I've found that it actually uh, cre- uh, raises the humidity in there, which can cause uh, respiratory issues. So I take them out about once a week, offer them water. Hardly ever any of them take water, but still offer it. And just keep them down for about a couple months. Plus hognose are like a more arid species anyways. They're super exactly. drought resistant. Yeah. And you mostly find that the males are the one that drink more water because I think it's less body mass that they have. The females are much bigger. So they dehydrate quicker. Yeah. Where are the bulk of hognose found? What, you specifically do westerns. Do westerns. Um, where, where are those? I know virtually nothing about hognose snakes other than they're cute and they're awesome. Um, and they're, you know, rear fang venomous and all the little things that probably most snake enthusiasts know about hognose snakes. What, what, where... Oh, the majority of the uh, where's the majority of the population located in the U.S.? Like Idaho, Colorado, you can find a lot of them in Montana too as well. That's it's it's like what it's like Western Pennsylvania, but not coastal. Correct, right? And not and really not too hot because they don't have them down like uh, Arizona or anything, do they? Or do they? I haven't they, seen them in Arizona. So they may do, but I've I've never actually heard of anyone finding Western hognoses in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of coexist with like the prairie rattlers and stuff, right? I mean, that's kind of there. That's what they essentially uh, mimic is the rattlesnake. Right. Cool stuff. What about the the um, the red-eyed crocodile skinks? What do those do? They just kind of cruise around year-round? Uh, crocodile skinks, that's more of like a niche type of reptile. I mean, if you're looking for a lizard that you can hold and 
you know, pet and want to hang out on your shoulder, crocodile skinks are not the lizard for you. I would. No, you know, I'm, I mean, like breeding. You, you've had like oh. multiple successes breeding that. And most of the stuff you see are like really wore out, you know, import stuff. So, I mean, Captain Bread is a world of difference with that stuff. But what is there? Are they seasonal at all? They're not really seasonal. You have to mimic um, kind of the rains uh, cycle for them. So you got to keep them, you know, wet, but not too wet. But then you also have to mist uh, kind of heavily during the day, kind of create like a like a monsoon type of uh, environment for them. See, like crocodile skinks cannot live without water. If their water bowl dries out for two days, they're toast. They spend a good amount of time in the water. They spend a good amount of time in the water. Yeah, they'll come out kind of at dusk and dawn and go and soak in their water dish. Or if you have like a, you know, a big and bioactive enclosure, you have like a, a pool or something like that with a waterfall, they'll hang out in that around dawn and dusk. And then they go back in and hide. Right on. Right on. Your setup farm is super cool. It's like, it is pretty bio, like it's a pretty bioactive setup. Yeah, all the cages are set up as bioactive because crocodile skinks, um, they're very shy animals. So too much stress actually will cause them to perish. So the you know, more, more you can do like that minimizes the amount of uh, times you have to go in the enclosure, the better off they are. I like the you little know, noise they make too. It sounds like a baby crocodile or yeah, <laughs> the calling <exactly>. for mama. <laughs> oh yeah, they're super cute. I, I was just going to say, I, I'd noticed a cycle in reptile keeping, you know, like having been in it for a number of years, you guys probably noticed this too. Any species you start with, like for us, it was a lot of pythons. It was back in the nineties and we still had a lot of wild caught stuff back then. It wasn't a ton of captive bread. People would do these giant elaborate enclosures, trying to mimic the natural environment as much as possible. And we would give them everything UVB and all this. And you know what I mean? Gut loading prey items and all right. kinds of crazy hides, you know, wouldn't be uncommon to have like you would see someone with like a waterfall uh, in a green tree, Python enclosure, stuff like that. Um, and I think it was because we didn't necessarily know what our animals needed, you know, so we gave them everything, which might have been a little bit more out of ignorance in the beginning. But then as you define the, the specific needs of each of these species, we tend to like pull out what we consider to be unnecessary and so the cages became more and more clinical, more, you know, like simple, right. sterile. You know, you think about the way the majority of people keep something common, like a ball python or a leopard gecko today. Um, but uh, I, I'm now seeing we're coming like out of this trend. So I would suggest the reason why I thought of this is because you're talking about red-eyed crocs getting setting them up in these big elaborate things because they're really a new species. They're not, I wouldn't consider them established in the hobby. No, they're not. They're no it's, it's random successes randomly across. You know, you what? What's the furthest uh, generation in? Like, I know you made F ones. Have you made F twos? I have F fours. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> been doing crazy! It for a while. I've been doing. I've been, <laughs> no, I know that, but I, I just I had had no clue. You've been four generations in. That's insane. A lot of the adults that you see when you go to my place or ones that you've seen on YouTube, those are all been captive bred from yeah. captive bred parents before so it's uh, um, that's crazy and that's why you have so many different like bloodlines like the high spikes and the super reds and all, because you got that many generates so that makes sense exactly i mean that, that was something that i again it goes back to like the way i selectively breed um i'm looking for you know high spikes i'm looking for 
you know, more color in the legs or more color around the eyes. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, but so here's my point. Like now, one thing that I hear talked about all the time, like with the, say with the Superdorf retics or whatever, which can and have been kept very clinically, you know, going from big naturalistic down to like minimalistic cages. Now people are talking a lot more about things like enrichment and, you know what I mean? Giving them larger and, and more um, involved enclosures, seeing a, a wider variety, things like, um, maybe not necessarily cohabbing, like, let me just throw my ball python in with my superdorf or something. But as far as like the social interaction between the different superdors, you know, like for me, male, female interaction is very important, you know, kind of leading up to the breeding season, mm -hmm. but it could be more so th throughout the year. So what's interesting to me is that you started with this elaborate thing, and now we're getting into where bioactive enclosures and big naturalistic things are are kind of coming back into you know popularity with can, a lot of people well, to that point i can see the reason for wanting to maintain more of a clinical and sanitary or uh, sterile environment is you introduce the potential for you know disease to sit and grow bacteria to grow and, and negatively affect your your breeding program with with things like that i think that's maybe one of the arguments against doing it especially in a, in a breeding program where you have lots of animals to take care of um but i mean it, it, i love a big natural enclosure in fact once we're able to either take over the spot next door here or when we move out of this space that's one of my plans like i have i literally haven't had any <clears throat> excuse me haven't edited any new animals here since january 2019 wow yeah, I know. Um, and so I'm, well, well, with the exception, Matt, Matt did actually give me a hog. <laughs> You're an inspiration. You're an inspiration. I, I mean, for breeding purposes, yeah. what I mean oh, is for breeding okay. purposes. Oh, um, oh. But I, I'm really like looking that. forward to, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one part of me feels bad for having not done that because I'm not really contributing to the, you know, the hobby, um, you know, you know, breeders and, and buying snakes and stuff from, from folks, but I am always donating to us Arc and blah, blah, blah. Um, Anyway, I'm gonna stop trying to like. <laughs> I'm gonna stop trying to freak. What do they call it? Uh, when you like, never mind. When you when you like are trying, you know, trying to make yourself look better. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just um, heartalizing. No, wait, that's something. No, else. no, no, and it's not mansplaining <laughs> either. That's what keeps popping in my head too. Man, am I mansplaining this? No. Uh, virtue is signaling. That's what it is. Virtue signaling. That's not what I'm trying ah. to do. Um, but my point is that. I'm, I've looked forward to being able to do stuff like that, especially with the retics, like have some for these mainlands I've got back here. Cause I, I bring them out for socialization and, and hanging out and, you know, extracurricular activities like climbing the oak trees outside and just cruising around outside of their enclosures. But for them to be able to do that inside their enclosure is kind of a, a little bit of a dream of mine and to have enough space to do that. So once we're able to either move into this spot next door or go buy a bigger house where I can start having just a whole room dedicated to, retakes i'm looking forward to doing that matt kind of got to witness some of the things i do around here for it's definitely a little different than probably what most people do for um uh what, what was the word you used uh enrichment enrichment i do i've never really documented this before but i do snake yoga over here oh, matt, that, that was fun to wake up to like you do yoga and have the snakes on you or you yes. twist your snakes yeah. up into little pretzels and stuff well it ends up being kind of a little bit of both <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool it was, it's cool to see the internet because when you're doing yoga 
you're very the, the kind of the idea is to focus on yourself and your breathing and, and taking care of yourself. It's definitely a self care move to do yoga. Um, when you introduce another being into that with you, like they do, humans do this little bit acro yoga where they'll work together, but it's kind of like that, but with a snake that you can't talk to necessarily, but you get to learn a little also, especially with a retic, the little movements they do and like the different poses where they find more enjoyable. Like there's different poses I was doing where and I was doing with particularly this morning with junior, our um, male golden child Motley. And he uh, was finding different poses that where he would get comfortable and like I'd be sitting still and I feel bad for moving to the next pose because he like found his happy place where we would just pause. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You asked a question this morning about is that actually comfortable for him is, or is his muscles actually tense? Mm, yeah, 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 we'll get to that question. So a- after the yoga session, he just like kind of chills out. Like he'll, he was just sitting there not moving at all, like in, a, in this one spot on the floor. And I went, I went to, I did a little Instagram story of him just sitting there and he kind of did this thing where I, he was laying flat, but then I walked around him and he perked up to, to look at me. And then he put his head in this one little position, just slightly raised up off the floor, but definitely defying gravity, you know, enough of his head and neck off the floor where he's defying gravity and not just resting with gravity. But he sat there for so long and obviously a snake is going to outlast us in how long they can sit still for almost every time. They like, just like they'll win a staring contest, they'll win the sit still contest. But I was wondering- like, I'd be it, pretty it, good at the staring contest right now. <laughs> yeah, well, with one eye maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, the question came to my mind like that Matt was saying is how, how long could he sit? Not, not just how long could he sit like that for, but is he actually using energy to sit like that? I mean, my mind tells me, yes, that it takes muscles to keep your head and part of your neck up off of the ground to resist gravity like that. But he's sitting so perfectly still for so long makes me, made me wonder, like, is there a, a thing that snakes have maybe in, you know, going all the way back to their body? Like, is he able to actually just relax? Was he completely relaxed in that position? Cause it, he sat there for so long. It was like, how could he not be? Yeah. You know the more I mean? arboreal uh, a reptile is, the more kind of tendons and sinews that they tend to have around the area. So if you think of like an iguana, for example, they have those big hooked, uh, you know, uh, claws on the end. They don't have to exert any energy to grab and hold a branch like we do. They can just lay their hand there and rest completely at rest because they have ten, uh, tendons, sinews, uh, ligaments holding those hooks in place and grabbing it onto that. Um, if you've ever looked at the meat from a reticulated python, it is just interwoven. It looks like carbon fiber fabric. It's just interwoven with sinews and there's muscle over it. But I think that what they can do is, is basically, you know, with a very, very minimal effort, just tighten down on some of those sinews all the way along their body and, and pull their head or their tail. That's why, you know, they can hold like basically plank, you know, what, like almost two thirds of their body, probably. That's, that's, literally the, that's literally the thing I was thinking about too, when I was watching was I was thinking about how the fact that they can, yeah, a full, the front third of their body, they can just straight plank all yeah, the way out. Right. Yeah. And it's not, it's not all muscular. It's, it is the way that they're, they're set up to be able to do that stuff. At least that's the uh, completely made up right on the spot definition that I'm going to give for that. Uh, <laughs> nothing to back that up, but I have, yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed and thought about that myself before. All right. So off of, off topic for reptiles a little bit. Um, 
I don't think that uh, this is necessarily a political podcast, but the great thing about this podcast is completely undefined. I mean, shoot, we talked about religion with Dave Kaufman, who's like, oh, I'm not going to be caught talking about religion. And we talked about it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> that uh, was great, too. I'd love to hear that perspective. Right, right. So here's what I want to know. I can't watch anything on social media without hearing about Joe Biden or Donald Trump right now. Regardless of what side of the fence that you're on, I think most Americans will agree with me in this. I haven't had somebody that I really, really am like super stoked to vote for. All Ever? the people that I've been stoked, what I would have been stoked to vote for, don't get picked by the DNC or, I mean, right. I, I'm, oh, there's, I'm actually, been, there's been candidates, but they never make it to the, you know, right. to, the yeah. to the finals, right? So. Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I mean, I th and the, to your point, I think most Americans <laughs> would agree that that's yeah, the case. So I was that. like, okay, I get picked this idiot or this idiot. Which one's the less of the idiot that I? That it's I just think the less of two evils, essentially. That's and I, I hear that sentiment a lot. That's true. That, not to say nope. there aren't people that are full bore supportive of one side or the other. Like there's those folks as well. But well, I, there, I would... there are, there are, but I would say that ultimately when it comes down, it boils down, if, if we really step back and we're honest with ourselves, it boils down to we're picking the candidate who lines up with the political party beliefs that we have, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't really like this guy, but as long as he, you know, kind of like runs a country in this way, then I guess I'll vote for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that was definitely a hard left turn from snake yoga, but um, <laughs> no, but here's my question. I want to dive deep in the shallow end on this one right now. You ready? Um, no, no. Good. Perfect. That's exactly where you want you to be. All right. So here's the question. Let's say we could erase uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden from the running right now. And we could interject somebody from the reptile industry to run for president or Clint. even to, to somebody's who would you have running against each other? Clint. Clint Laidlaw? Yes, Clint Laidlaw. You think he's president material, huh? Um, Is it just because he's so nice? I mean, he would definitely get votes. He's also quite intelligent, and he's really good at looking at both sides of any given uh, topic, like, and weighing out the, the benefits and, uh, I, yeah. He's I, very I, practically minded, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to think about that at all. Well, obviously not, yeah. I feel like you wanted to say his name for some reason anyway. No, I, 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 I <laughs> well, it's actually planned. To I love you, Clint. <laughs> I was planning to do a debate with him at some point, funny enough. And, and well, I, I put out that video saying that I'd like to do some kind of debate with somebody um, just on any topic. And he, he reached out and he's like, hey, I'll do it. And and the, I, the premise behind it was that we'll pick, and we haven't done it yet, but we're, we're still planning to um, just pick a topic and then we flip a coin and that that flipping that coin decides which side of the of the topic we have to debate for. I was gonna say I, I think a debate between you and Clint would be absolutely worthless because both of you agree with everything everyone else does all the time. No, nah, it's not entirely yeah. true. Well, nah, that's pretty close. Hold on, if you want to do a debate, Jessica, come over here. Jess, we got my office manager, Jess. She will debate. She will guaranteed take the opposite side of whatever you think about any, at least if you're anything like me. Here she is. Okay, perfect. Hey, Hi, Jess. Jess. Hey, Jess. Yep. Well, you have to give her the headphones and the microphone if yeah. she's going to do it. She, she's, she's shy. I don't know. Oh, that's not very good debate stuff. If you can't sit down and talk, that's she's gonna trying make... to go home too, by the way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and you're just well, pulling her like, yeah, let's do some more work. So I figured I would give her some crap on the way. Bye, Jess. Have a good weekend. That was one hell of a debate, Hartle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
no uh what what i'm what i'm talking about is like jessica and i i like i feel like i hired her and then we just sit here and argue about stuff all the time we're like but i'm the boss and you win all the arguments so she is she's a good debater but okay clint laid clint laid law i think is a really good one who would be like maybe another another kind of great presidential candidate out of the reptile industry what do you guys think uh, Jay Brewer would be perfect contrast to, or would be perfect. Oh to, my gosh. Oh, wow. That w- I would watch that <laughs> laid law and Jay Brewer. I would watch that debate all day long. Oh man. That's a scary thought. I, I will. I love Jay. I worked with him. <laughs> I, I know just, him probably better than most people in the reptile. I just saw him last, uh, Jay just for ago. president. Oh yeah. my God. I saw him just a few days ago, man. And he definitely had a lot of things to say about, uh, political stuff. <laughs> I would definitely watch that debate. I would love to see Jay talk. Jay is one of those guys, though, like, you know, actually, I I don't know that he would make a bad president. You know what I mean? He probably would be a pretty good president, but I don't know if I could vote for his finger to be on the red button. You know (laughs) know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I don't know. You catch him on the wrong day, we might start World War III. I'm not sure. He's pretty, (laughs) because he's so passionate about everything. You know what I mean? He's like, ah! Russia, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> you know. Oh He's man, that red button all the time. <laughs> well, that'd be the perfect counterpart for running to uh, with Clint, I think. Yeah, yeah, that would be a divisive one for sure, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and that is oh, my, my point. Of, that was the point I was going to bring before you sprung the uh, dive deep. Is that okay. in down below, whatever way I tend to lean politically, you know, that I think about you know, left or right and, and all these different things that you get to think about when it comes to these type of climates in our country every, you know, four years and everybody all of a sudden becomes a political expert. And I'm going to include myself in that. Um, the core reason for the two-party system in our country, in my very humble opinion, is to keep us at odds with each other so that the people that are really making, pulling strings, they're kind of behind the scenes don't have to worry too much about people questioning that too much and get them to get them like, Oh, I'm Trump. I'm Biden. Yet there are these forces back there that supply money and make money off of all these different battles that we're fighting either with ourselves or with other countries. And that's in my opinion, with having zero proof, the, the way the system is set up and the way the party's thing is, that's why it's like that is so that it makes it easier for those folks to not have to convince us that they're, not doing anything back there i like a two-party system i just think that uh we need to have the ability to topple one of the parties every now and then change things up bring another you know what i mean because like when when's the last time someone that wasn't either republican or democrat was elected okay you know? I, th- I thought you meant topple one of the either because i was going to say that that does happen that does happen democrat or republican gets moved oh no yeah they go back and forth all the time but but there's no there's no other there's there's never been you know other parties no no green party no libertarian no yeah and the thing about the right and the left i mean you can you uh, because people get super passionate someone's screaming at their radio in their car right now you know what i mean or trying to punch the side of my face they can feel through the youtube screen here but um but you know the thing about it is everybody is trying to save or solve the same problems they're just doing it from different perspectives right so it's like the people oh but the principles but the people but the principles you know and and that that flip-flops between right and left you know and in this 
particular subject, you know, the left is going to think about the people, the right is going to think about the principles. And then this subject over here, they flip flop, you know what I mean? One is more about principle, one's more about the people. But um, so to have that debate is healthy. But yeah, yeah. So if a healthy debate is good, but like, I watched some of the presidential debate. And it just it reminded me of like how we acted in kindergarten like this guy <laughs> does this and he does this and then but no what about when he did that to oh. me that wasn't fair that's what it sounded like to me the whole time i was like is this what's happening how many times can i interrupt you how many, yeah, yeah. how many times can i interrupt you and say what you did dad that yeah. i didn't like and you shouldn't <laughs> like it either you should be on my side because he's a jerk <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is, you know, and then you, you think about like, I've watched presidential debates while I was living in other countries before. And it's, sometimes it's pretty embarrassing to be an American. You're like, yep, yep, that's our leader. Yeah. Although, to be fair, there's a lot of pretty messed up world leaders out there, too. So oh, yeah, I'm not a lot of them are worse than that, too. So yeah, it's interesting to think about that, though, because I haven't left the country in a little while. Like, I don't, I don't really count Canada necessarily. Like when you go to, I think when you go to a I don't know, Europe or a third world country or somewhere that hasn't been, you know, Americanized, quote unquote, like, like Canada has, um, which it has. I mean, if you go up there, it's like Home Depot and all, Or all have we stuff. been Canadian? Burger King. I, don't, I feel like it's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you, you feel this weight lifted off your shoulders. At least I have when I travel out to places like that where you're not under the um, U.S. flag. And that being said, I, I love where we live. I, I I love it here. Obviously, I keep. Well, you have no accountability to their governing system either. You know what I mean? If you live under their government for a, an extended period of time, like if you are a citizen, then all of a sudden there's a weight on you, and you know you have you have responsibility uh, to the country of your citizenship. You know, that's a good saying? point. That's a good point. So, but anyway, Matt, who, who do you think? Any good potential uh, presidential candidates out there? You know, I'm just gonna go for Phil. Oh, why didn't I think of Phil? Yeah, I, I'm. Phil would Phil, be Phil Goss, obviously. Yeah, Phil would be in the same party as Clint, I think. I would say he so. would definitely help with the red pal legislation problems. I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, he puts everything like his whole heart and soul into everything, like he's done for the reptile community, and I can see him just doing that for almost anything that he would work on. That's why I would go for Phil. Okay. Okay. Now, let me flip this around here. Who in the reptile community who you would not want to see? Wait, wait, hold on. Who would be the running running against Phil? Oh, uh, Brian Potter, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see one of their auctions at the US Ark? <laughs> <laughs> good one. Yeah. That, that would be a very good one. Bob Ashley wouldn't actually be a bad presidential candidate either. I think he'd be a good one. Hmm. So. Hmm. 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 That's because Bob Ashley's a behind the scenes man. He doesn't take a lot of credit for stuff, but he's a he's a mover and a shaker, man. Yeah, he'd be one of those guys I was talking about that's that's behind the scenes, not taking part in the debate, but moving things around. I mean, like, well, regardless of who's president, we're going to war with this country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. So who would never be president? Oh, who would man. you not want to be president? Me. Me for sure. Oh, I definitely vote not you. Yeah, def <laughs> definitely not me. Good night, Neff's night. No. Yeah, uh, last person who, in line. Who would not want to be? I had to pick somebody that I love. I can't just tell a bunch of people I don't like in the reptile industry. That's not fun. See, now this is showing like who you like and who you don't like. 
No, not really, because I, I, I would definitely throw somebody I like under the bus. <laughs> I'd actually do that faster than for somebody I didn't like. Well, yeah, that's what that's what he's saying. Yeah. Like, you know, mm, but I'm yeah. in the same boat as you. Like, I, if, if I don't like somebody, I don't even want to say their name. <laughs> and I won't. Mm. I, I will never if there's somebody I really don't like, you will not hear me say their name on a in a public forum ever. You, you know, you said Jay Brewer would be a good one. I, I'm going to put him in my probably not president category. <laughs> uh, with all the love and, you know, honestly, if his name was on the docket, I would vote for him. But, uh, you know, oh, that's just a terrifying thought. Um, gosh, you, you know who would be amazing, though, I think is his daughter, Laura. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. Cause she has, she's a hundred percent of what he is, but she's tempered. You know what I mean? So yeah. Laura yeah, was awesome. Dude. She's getting married yeah. tomorrow. I know. How crazy is that? She was supposed to live out and move out to New York and be close to me, but she's not, she's going to live next to you instead. Cause New York is all, Never mind. We said, we're not going to talk about that. She's going to live in LA instead. Cause it's so much better. <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody should move no actually no scratch that don't don't move everybody (laughs) stay away from my part of the state don't move to la they are no don't go to la LA. yeah everybody go northern california that's where it's at wouldn't it be cool and maybe this is the way we're heading i at least in the in the news from the northeast over here it seems that way wouldn't it be cool if la ended up like a ghost town someday where like nature all just moved back in and took over and there's like mountain lions cruising around down you know you know what I'm saying that would be awesome yeah. oh, ghost town los angeles i wonder what the biggest ghost town in the world is like um, biggest right now, city I, i'm pretty sure it's um butte montana because Butte, Montana used to be the biggest city west of the Mississippi back in like the, don't, don't quote me on the century, but it was like 17 or probably 1800s. Yeah, 1800s, uh, Butte, Montana was, is a big mining town um, and big city for the, for the time. And is now, I've gone there, we played a show there one time, got a random last minute show that we booked like the day before on some tour we were already on. And we went there and as a rolling into town, one thing I noticed was a huge, enormous billboard poster that had an anti-meth campaign on it. <laughs> and then also uh, more dogs than people on the streets as you rolled into town. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like Mexico. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and then I, that was the only place I've actually can say that I legitimately saw an apparition, you know, a manifestation of, of some spirit of a dead person. Ever in my life before human or, or dog what's that human or dog yeah i was gonna say oh human, um, human. <laughs> oh, okay. and the dog kind of confirmed what was happening we had a band tour dog named turbo that, that would go anywhere so we we get to this place it's called this i don't know if i've shared this story on this podcast before but i'm going to uh silver dollar inn was the name of the place down there downtown butte montana and as i always was when we arrived on scene first person out of the tour vehicle to go assess the situation and kind of see, you know, what talk to the owner or talk to whoever's saying, our contact or something, you know, talk to whoever our contact is. Yeah. Find the, find the groupies, whatever. Um, and see, you know, make sure we, that we're getting paid the right amount and that we got a place to stay, blah, blah, blah. And 
so I, he's like, yeah, you guys are staying upstairs. So I, w- I went around to check it out. He showed me where to go. And I walk up this set of stairs, which is a little, you know, old and creepy to start with. And as I'm getting to the top, out of the corner of my eye, kind of like peripheral vision, I see a guy standing there in a, in a red flannel. I'll never forget the flannel because I actually own one now that looks just like the one that this thing was, person was wearing. And but then I look and it, and it wasn't there, but I saw it like, like plain as day, this red flannel just right there peripheral, you know, to, off to the right side. And I look at like, but nothing. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm done up here. I'm going to go back downstairs. And our band dog Turbo, who would go anywhere, especially for fetching, like if you threw a little piece of lint out of your pocket, this dog wanted to fetch it. Uh, this dog would not go up those stairs. We had to carry that dog shaking and whimpering up the stairs. And yeah, that was... Uh, so that, that kind of confirmed, I was like, okay, there's something going on up here for sure. <laughs> if Turbo won't come up here without being carried. Um, and yeah, Butte, Montana, there it is. That's the big ghost town. So you want to see a current day ghost town city? It's it's Butte, Montana. That'd be pretty I'd cool. See. I want to go check out that city in uh, Russia where the nuclear thing was. You know what I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. it's supposed to be yeah. like radioactive for the next uh 10,000 years or something like that but it's already all full of wildlife and everything that's defying you know it started growing plants faster than they could and then wildlife moving in and and you still can't get uh people in there but yeah i don't want want to space in the name of that place i I watched a little documentary on it it's called (laughs) krakazaka i keep wanting to say chechnya which is just not right (laughs) it's (laughs) krakazaka Oh man, crazy! Was oh, this the point we all get on our phones now and start looking up? No, I just wanted to find the name of it, just so I can, <laughs> you know, without having to use my brain too much. I got too much whiskey brain to think about stuff like that right now. You pull yeah, it up with a second glass. That's this is accumulative. Oh, here I have one. Okay, so Matt, we have segments that we go through on this thing every now and then, and oh, really? We just. We just sporadically use them as needed. Yeah, you know this. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull one right now just because Brian reminded me of it. What I don't like about what my co-host has been doing since the last podcast. You ready for this one, Brian? I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> you were hoping this one. This one doesn't oh. come to play very much because Brian and I generally get along pretty well. Brian is Chernobyl. Like, Sorry, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yes, you're right. I should have remembered because it reminds me of the word chlorophyll i don't know why those two go together in my head but because it starts with a c and ends with a yl that's why chernobyl chlorophyll is double l okay so i like that brian knows why i think words associate with each other that is a good thing the bad thing the bad thing for me with brian since the last podcast so you guys have been here from the beginning you know this we do, we do like a, a drink sponsor. You can basically, if you're going to buy us a bottle of a whiskey, scotch, something like that, either send one to, uh, to Brian and one to me, like, like Alan Jones did uh, for this episode, or you just send one to whatever place that we've done. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll usually get together every now and then somewhere and do this kind of stuff. So the drink podcast thing for me is a cool way to get out there and, and just, uh, I'm not a big, like a heavy, like drinker drinker. Like I don't ever get, uh, I don't drink to get drunk. I don't drink to, uh, drown out my sorrows. All yeah, that me neither. Stuff. No, oh, no. I, I just think that it's, uh, you know, that, that takes you down a bad road. You know, alcohol is easily abused. As Brian but, spills it on the table. 
I'm, I'm also like super cheap, you know, so I don't buy myself expensive things like alcohol. So this uh, podcast has been a great way for me to get a taste for the things, the things I like about a, a fine whiskey is that somebody took a big portion of their life to figure out how to make it taste a certain way, which is super cool. And there's so many different creative avenues to do it. So the podcast has been a fun way for me to experiment and learn about this kind of stuff and, and do all that kind of thing. But Brian has taken it to heart so much that aren't you like part of like a whiskey club now? Yeah, but I've been into whiskey for a long time. Like I, I was I was drinking scotch for a good decade and, and been really into it before I. Yeah, but you're like you're like getting into it now. You're way gone surpassed. You you probably started off a lot more educated about all this stuff than I ever was. But now you're like blowing it, blowing my doors off. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just like, I don't know. I Brian's like, no, don't drink that. Drink this and puts it in my glass. I'm like, hey, I don't like that anymore. You're too. <laughs> You've become too advanced, sir, in your appreciation of of liquors. I so. guess that's supposed to be a, a dig at me, but I'm taking it as a compliment. <laughs> that's not really a the, the fact that you had to to uh, replenish your bottle before we got to the sponsorship from Alan is uh, well. Listen, listen, dude, I've got about forty plus. Matt, Matt just took a little peruse of it last night. I've got probably forty plus bottles up upstairs right now. I know. Uh, that's what I talk about. How, so when we started the podcast, how many bottles did you no, have? No, in there? Garrett, there, there, there's whiskey bottles like in every orifice of his place right now. I was opening drawers. <laughs> I found a half bottle underneath the bed. I found another half no, bottle. No, you at, didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> under stashed, the bed. Under stashed in one, his poor kid's teddy bear. You know this, what I mean? This is it's the like, kid's room that they go play video games no, in. No, no, there was no bottle under the bed. <laughs> No, you're just making stuff up now. I'm calling BS. I would not misplace a bottle like that. It was an apparition. You have so many bottles. I don't even think you know how many. He's le- he's definitely talking out his ass right now with the bottle. <laughs> no, thing. this is my mouth. But obviously, there there are a lot more bottles than you know of. I oh my goodness. No, I could probably name every single bottle in the house right now. Actually, how many bottles are on the desk that I'm currently using as my office? One empty one. How about to the drawer to the right of it? Or the side table. That's not a table. That's that's a Bose bass speaker, and there's 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 rough, so much dust on it. Like oh my gosh! You guys are like an old married couple. Come on, like what, what are we doing? Us last night when we were playing, <laughs> what was that fucking game called? Ten thousand. Oh, Garrett. <laughs> it's, it's a dice game. Well, I was just trying to teach Matt about it, and he was being a little bitch. This guy was being a bitch. He took it all seriously. We're just having a fun night, just getting to know each other a little bit more. All right, folks, Over welcome here. to the Searchable as Reptiles presidential debate. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! No, this is ladies, me into ladies, please. This well, what me. what I've actually done concerning the whiskey, I, I've um I've decided to take a slight step back because. I, I just felt like it was about time. You know, I'm I'm gotten a little bit slower, not just from the whiskey, just from the smoke has definitely aided in in not as much physical activity. You know, like I want to get up and run, which I did this morning. I got up and went for a nice run, did some snake yoga because finally the air was breathable again. Um, but I've decided to only drink whiskey on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, By the way, yeah. today is Friday. Today is Friday. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Not that I ever like it. It hasn't become a crutch, but I don't want it to become. I don't want. I don't want it to become. Oh, don't get me wrong. I wasn't saying that it became a crutch. I just think it's cool to know about stuff like that. Like one thing that I hate, but would still love to know if I could like somehow absorb everybody's skill and information on something is like golfing. 
I mean, come on, it's not a sport, you know. There's nothing like <laughs> cool. redeeming about golf. <laughs> Certainly, it's a skill you can hone, but it's a useless one. Like if you're gonna do that, just go do archery or something. You, you might have to use that someday. You know what I mean? Golf is like whatever. Nevertheless, hand-eye coordination. You able to hit a tiny little ball into a hole that's hundreds of yards away. I mean, yeah, and, then, like and also, the most, it's like I I want to be able to somehow call my myself a man and utilize the things that you know the testosterone and body, my body is telling me to do, like be competitive and hand-eye coordination things. But I want to do it in a way that accomplishes nothing. In fact, it drains from the rest of my life, my resources, <laughs> my relationships. It pulls from all of that and gives me nothing in return. And yet somehow I want to be there. And it, for some reason for me, that's like alcohol knowledge. Like I'd love to know what wines pair with cheeses and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I just, I don't know. Focus. Well, all on that stuff course. is subjective. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff is subjective. Of like, course it is. That's why I say it as though it's fact, because that's funny to me. That's my personality. <laughs> Sense of humor. I uh, definitely have been able to work in like, finding the little different tasting notes and all the different whiskeys and stuff. I can, I can definitely pull them out. And, and uh, I literally found, you'll have to try this one. I found the best bourbon that I've had yet to date. Um, now, now to be fair, you and I like a lot of the same things, but the stuff you really like, I don't usually like that much. Hmm. So I'd I'm interested to try it. I'm interested. I'd be, yeah. I'd be curious for you to know, Matt, okay. Matt. Are we, we going to talk about granny, 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 it's all granny. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Granny. We'll just reference Granny and we'll we'll talk about her later. Yeah, Granny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, listeners, I'm with you. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, this stuff called it's this stuff called Booker's. The the name of the bourbon. Since you got down to the whiskey whiskey road here, um, Booker's, and it's made by Jim Beam Company. But there was there was one person in the family of Jim Beam that continued on the generations between the fifth and sixth generation. And this was Granny No, and she her son's name was Booker. And if it wasn't for Granny No, you know there are lots of other kids, but none of them had kids for whatever reason. If it wasn't for her having that son, the book the Beam line would have ended. And so, okay. and he's the one that created this Booker's, which is it turns On out. A to side be, note: Somebody should name their kid Booker today. That's just a great name that's underutilized. <laughs> I feel. Like, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, so they the, continued the line of, of master distillers in the family. Um, I think he, the person that wrote the little note that came with the bottle is the seventh generation. This is another thing I love about whiskey. It's not just the, it's the, it's the camaraderie and the, the history and the, the family that's involved with it. It's seventh generation master distiller. That means his great, 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 great grandfather was a master distiller. Oh no, that's crazy. Beam. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And, and then yeah. it stayed in the family for seven generations. And I just love how the day, story had nothing to do with Booker. It was just all about Granny. Yeah, yeah. The story was all about Granny. The story was all about Granny on the ball. Granny had it nothing Booker. to do with making the actual whiskey. But she made Booker. But she made Booker. <laughs> and, she, and she played bridge. And she enjoyed her bourbon with bridge. Which is well, behind every great with man a is a great grandmother, right? Yeah, and yeah. she's she's lined up with and her, all those things lined up with my grandma as well. So it, like the first time I read that before when I was sipping the whiskey and read the little note, I almost like I almost cried. It was like my grandma, and what she she loves to play bridge and have have bourbon drink. And my grandma was an alcoholic, so I kind of cried with her too. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Garrett, you'll have to meet my grandma, or, or if you don't get to actually meet her, um, you'll have to oh. like you know pretend like you did or 
we're old friends already. Create, yeah. yeah, create the memory in your brain. Yep, yep, right here. <laughs> it's on this side, the dead side, though. So when this comes back, we'll we'll remember. Oh, anyways, yeah, you guys got anything for me? Have I been pissing you off lately? What am I doing these days? Got to be something. I can't. No, I mean, Matt's got. Well, okay, something. you know the Come fact on, that I Matt. had to find. Okay, I got. No, I got something. It's the fact that I had to find out about <laughs> your face from somebody else. Like I talked to you two days before, and that you were having your, and you you had been already having this issue with with the face thing, which you know it could be. You deal with your issues real well. I gotta say, like when you're, and it's always October for whatever reason. I'm know. experienced. Yeah, October. You had you know <laughs> cancer in your shoulder. It had to be cut out, and you're like, oh whatever, let's go to the show. And then the next year it was, oh I've got pneumonia, but hey, let's go to the show. It's Tinley time. And this year Tinley's not happening, but still you have an stroke. issue. Why not? You yeah, know, stroke, we were all gambling on what it would be, right? No, I mean. Lyme's disease is not a stroke. And you, like or as you say, next year's going to be a heart attack. And you're like, oh, I'm just dealing with this this time. It's all right. I'll be fine. So I, to your credit, you deal with your issues very well. If I think if my, half of my face had died, I'd probably not be quite manning up to it like you are right now, I don't think. Uh, well, given how attached you were to your hair, it is half your face that died. It was just like the back half, not the front. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I feel. About uh, it. Hair's already dead. But my 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 complaint, <laughs> my complaint is that I had to find out about it from Scott Bolter and Aiden and didn't hear. That's from not mouth. fair. I told them because you were there. I was like, hey, three birds with one stone. Boom, boom, boom. Right, well, but- let me jump in here. Garrett calls me a friend. He doesn't even tell me anything. He doesn't even return my phone calls. Ooh, I don't think you call me. <laughs> Maybe it's because I blocked your number. I don't you know. You got to get on his Patreon and then, and then he'll have uh, oh, his, so patron, his patrons. Yeah. Yeah. His patrons will get a hold of you and ask That's questions that they're trying to ask mm-hmm. him about uh, whatever it is. But since you're on his Patreon too, you know, giving him monetary support, they'll contact you instead of him because they still can't get a hold of him. Yeah. Even though they're patrons. Actually, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. They don't really have like special access to me. They complain about that a lot. They're yeah, like, they have special there access. there was someone other... here oh. with 20 plus years experience with Superdoors that can answer this question for us. That would be great. But they talk amongst themselves, you know, and I jump in every now and then. I try to answer everything at once. I'm going to start calling you Garrett Hartle Beep. And the reason why the beep is, is because that's your voicemail. <laughs> you now reach Garrett Hartle, reach out reptiles. Beep. You'll probably reach us after hours, even though this is well during working hours and he's just choosing not to answer his phone hey, i could hey, be calling if, asking about buying three super doors for if me. this face thing means anything it's that i need even more me time so now i only work on wednesdays that's it you're, you're the rest of the time that. i'm off you just can't keep just keep digging that hole wednesdays nine to five friend. you can call me unless you're my wife then you can call me other times too that's it that's all you guys get just just wait for the beep guys just wait for the you beep. can't handle five days a week of this just wait for the beep, guys. You're better <laughs> off just emailing him, and you may get a response from Jessica. May. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be from Jessica, by the way, and she'll sign it Garrett Hartle. Oh, little man. hearts at the end. Jessica has definitely like developed. So has Kimberly, because Kimberly answers a lot of the stuff on social media. But they have like developed all these relationships with my customers, and they're like, "This is your best customer. Pay attention." I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." <sighs> is that what I need to do? I can't I talk to Jessica. Yeah, I mean, if you do, they'll, yeah, they, because both of them know how to like get a hold of me, like by the ear or whatever. <laughs> I don't anymore. They know how to get a hold of me too, to like 
figure out things and work and and things you that, become our tech support somehow yeah somehow you <laughs> that way you you're talking about supporting, you stop supporting me on patreon i start supporting you on patreon all of a sudden i get a workload like i'm a i should be a reach out <laughs> employee at this point mm. there's a but lot yeah, of people paying, that other people I'm think are my to be an employee <laughs> Oh, welcome to Patreon, folks. You got to join Reach Out Reptiles. It's happening. You can pay to be my employee. It's super fun, though, right? Is it not fun, Brian? Brian. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just bummed. I I recorded this whole little thing. I learned this. I learned this. I'm not going to say exactly what it is because I I don't know if they're still even going to use it. And if they do, I don't think you can know about it yet. But I, I've spent a bunch of time learning this thing and sending over all this stuff and just for the idea they had. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I can, I can work hard to make this happen on my end. And for I did me? it. No, no, it's for, yeah, it's for you and your company and everything you got going on there with your employees. I haven't seen anything about it. It's been months. I'm like, why did I do that? I don't even know. What you're I know you don't know what you're talking. What I'm talking about. You weren't <laughs> supposed to, I don't think. Oh, I'm a sucker. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe I know what you're referring to because I've caught a little wind of it and I've seen some video snippets coming up here and there from different random people. So there might be some giant conspiracy forming, but you got to realize like my employees will answer you faster, but they get their job done way slower than I do. You know what I mean? So just you're pretty, you're pretty slow. I know. I just said they're way slower. That's all. And <laughs> Excuse me. Wow, I felt that one all the way down. <laughs> he did turn he turned towards you to do that. I don't know why. It's almost time for me to use my pee bucket. Oh, oh by the way, he does have a pee bucket here, folks. And mm. it's scary. Mm. Ooh. Matt. Yes. Matt, I, I would like Do you want to know you... about the pee bucket? I'm looking no. at it. It's not no. anything to talk about. Trust no, me. No, no, no. I want to know. I want to know. Uh-huh. What do you want to do? You you have the mic, you have the platform, you're on our podcast. You've been wanting to be on the podcast for a while. I've never wanted to be on this podcast. All of a sudden I just show up. <laughs> oh here. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Brian, help me out here. Yeah, I've definitely heard him say, When am I gonna be on the podcast? Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. Oh yeah. Matt, I heard the blah blah run, blah too. Either our brains work the same files. way when it comes to matter. He was actually saying that. How Matt, run Facebook for us. Matt, do this. Can I be on the podcast? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Podcast? Well, what the podcast? last so speaking of we running Facebook. Oh, don't you speaking dare. of running Facebook group? I, I went on there to look when Garrett said about the Facebook group, and I, I looked mm-hmm. on there, and the last post is from me about a month ago. Searchable as podcasts as uh searchable as reptiles people help us out on the podcast. It was a lot more fun. Oh, so you got nothing, Matt. You don't want to say anything. I thought you were going to like spring this message and knowing that we would never edit the audio on here and finally say how you feel about Brian and I or... Oh, I can talk you know, freely I, now? You. Now. I, I'm going to now. Let's we're, first, let's, let's first go like off about Brian's this. hair. Let's go about Brian's hair here. I already did that. Well, no, the, he, he's cut... So everyone doesn't know. He's cut his long, gorgeous locks off. But now he wears a hat 24-7. That's not true. Uh, I take the hat yeah, when I go to sleep. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that's So then true. do you feel bad about cutting your hair? 
No, it's no. just nice to, it's super nice to be able to put on a hat and not have the hair get in the way. Why don't you just hey, remember it? how you said you could never fit in my hats? You should try one on now. I did. I know before we came downstairs, <laughs> I went to try it on. It still doesn't fit. Oh, man. Trust me. I did that. I literally went, but I was like, oh, truly I finally put on my have a big head. Yeah, I just have a big head. I, I did that. Literally. I said, ooh, I'm going to do the podcast with Garrett. I'm going to go put his hat on. He I put it on. I was like, head. fuck this hat. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, people, I have the biggest head that I know of. And my hat is like two snaps on mine, which is really the last snap. You can't one snap. A snap no, I, I've hat. worn your hat on a one snap just so I could be like when I did that interview with Aiden, I went to the one snap just so I could wear the hat. Yeah, but I mean, it might as well be unsnapped at that point. You can't. It's I want not like you hat. could take it to the I want part. a fitted hat from Reach Out Reptiles. <sighs> Talk to Jessica. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice too. That that's the other nice thing without the hair is like being able to wear a fitted hat without having so many issues like I did before. I won't wear anything else besides a fitted hat. I hate snaps. I feel like you wanted to ask something like substantial of Matt, like as far as giving him the mic you're, you're here on the podcast. I that might be as deep as Matt goes. I don't know. You go as deep as my hair. Come on, I know you can go deep. Dig deep, Matt. When else was my digging deep to? Anything. You suck, you suck at anything. Video games. I, I beat Matt at every single game we played on Wii last night. <laughs> no, no, we tied in golf. No, we, we tied on baseball. No, yeah, yeah, golf. You're you, right. You beat me. Congratulations. You equally are good at the most useless quote unquote sport on the planet. No, yeah, this physical action. You're actually swinging things. You're not just pushing buttons. <laughs> you're like swinging. There's like a little bit of hand eye coordination, or at least there hand. Was, there was no hand eye coordination. I'd play baseball. That was not baseball. If. He's if if golf bad. is the most worthless actual activity that you can do, then we golf is like, I learned a new language. It's Latin. <laughs> hey, Latin is the core. Latin is the birth of that, that, that. That's where all of these other great languages were born out of Latin, English, German, Spanish, right. French. It's like, the, it's like the placenta of languages. You keep the baby though, not the placenta. That's long gone. Set it to a coyotes or something. Wow. You know what? We kept this. We sent it. We make it into little uh, pills and put it in smoothies. So speak for yourself, sir. Yeah, I was just gonna, <laughs> just gonna say the exact. <laughs> how here's here's why. How am I, How can I be a Trump supporter and also keep the placenta and eat it? Is that? I feel like that doesn't go hand in hand. <laughs> I don't know. That guy looks pretty spry for his age. He probably sucks on a placenta every now and then. Definitely is now. <laughs> probably needs it to help his corona. <laughs> All right, Matt. We're giving you the we're giving you the platform. I promise Garrett won't cut you off. It's like time. truth or dare. Oh, you, I can, lied. you can make us do anything or say anything. We'll answer any question you want. And it's a search list reptile podcast. Anyone that might be a future guest, be warned. Oh man. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, it's tons of pressure here. <laughs> so I want to hear your impressions of me when you first met me. I don't remember that. I know you talked to Kendall, you jerk. I needed to have a girl on the video. Apparently, yeah. Can I talk to your wife instead? Sure. She was <laughs> the one that was standing there with the snake. You were just in the background, like looking like you're just watching from a distance, like you did with me this morning <laughs> when I was trying to cook my <laughs> breakfast. Which, by the way, was spaghetti and eggs. Fresh eggs from the chickens. 
I think my impression, my first impressions over you are pretty much exactly what I think of you now. You're, you're, uh, you're a really, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, authentic person. So the person that you are comes out within like the first 30 seconds of talking to you. You're what? You don't authentic? think so? I mean, yeah, you know, he's one of the most sarcastic people I've ever met. Authentically I sarcastic. sarcastic. I am pretty authentically sarcastic. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, but as soon as you talk to him, I mean, you're, you're, you're professional, you're nice. You know what I mean? You're very excited about the reptile stuff. You know, um, I think that that's something that's been with you your entire life, you know? So it's, it's one of those root passions for you. You're the kind of person that's like, if everything fell apart, but you could go outside and, and, and catch a gopher snake or something, you'd be all right. You know what I'm saying? It kind of like, that's the way you're, you're like a lot of us in the reptile industry. We connect to the world through misunderstood animals. You know what I mean? This is how you, this is how you're different. You're like the rest of us. (laughs) I didn't say you were different. I mean, maybe different. I said this, I said you, this was my first impression of you. (laughs) No, I will say, I will say that Matt is definitely uh, not dedicated, not dedicated is not the word I'm looking for. Um, Loyal. You're if you're if you're a friend of somebody you're you're very loyal. You're probably like one of the more loyal people out there as far as friendship goes. I would say. I do stick up for my friends. I would say that. That that is a correct assessment of me. So we give you the floor, and all you want to hear is us say nice things about you. No, I wanted I wanted to actually hear the, the bad things about me. That's what I was looking for. I didn't think you were going to go like nice and sweet on me. The like, creepy, silent staring from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I okay so I got that in the first 30 seconds too is probably why I started the conversation like who's the guy that looks like an owl over there in the corner just like staring at you open-eyed like I'm blending in but you're like no you're an owl your eyes are like 25 percent of the weight of your head you're not blending in you're just staring at me from across the room this is what I was looking for I want to (laughs) know the other side if we're gonna get on this podcast I want to hear the bad things as somebody who is born and raised and f- spoon-fed sarcasm I owl? As, an, oh, okay. as an infant. <laughs> no, not fed mouth-to-mouth. No, not fed mouth-to-mouth. Uh, somehow your sarcasm, like, like you're more sarcastic than me. Like, I, I'm trying to have a serious conversation with him about something for a minute. He's just nothing but sarcastic remarks. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude, can we just have, like, a now, now, now kind of, like, like, know what it's like to try and have a conversation with me? Yes. Like, can you just give me a straight answer for once? Please. Like, enough with the sarcasm already. I'm like, oh, is that what it's like? You Damn. know, that's what I find funny about, like, our friendship, Brian, you and I, is that you're both, you're sarcastic with me and I'm sarcastic with you. And I feel like we get on the edge of like getting upset with each other. It, like it comes close to that every now and then. It's like we're both just going at each other to the point like one of us is going to come blow, blow to blows with each other. Nah, I don't think so. If it comes to that, it won't be good because I'm going to dominate that fucking battle. <laughs> no, you're not. Not with that tub of ice cream we ate last night. Hey, you ate a tub of ice cream too. I ate half of it. Mm, really? I, I was wondering if there was some left over for me to go and swoop on. <laughs> Presidential debate number two, folks. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jeez, uh, this is definitely like a little teaser of we've always talked about doing a podcast. I don't know how you guys are listening feel about this. Brian and I have talked multiple times about doing a podcast with our wives in it. I've been thinking about that. This, this well, week. this is pretty much it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
I am not eating one of your wives. Good night. No. <laughs> Dude. I, I feel bad for them. I do want to say that you, you steered this podcast hard hard left a while back like we were actually talking about reptiles and we're learning about croc skinks and hognose snakes and gears like let's talk about the debates and and usually <laughs> so the way around usually i'm the one that's like let's just talk about everything come on that's what this podcast is about we can talk about anything whatever and then you'll eventually steer it back to super dwarves but it went the i was trying to talk about snake Wait, yoga with retics and then gears like why did you say that we went through a whole podcast without him talking about super dwarves Maybe once. Oh, I said Maybe at least once. the word. I said the word at least three times. Play it back. Play it back. It's been counted. <laughs> that was only when Brian started talking about retics, and I was like, I was really hoping you weren't, because we would have almost a whole podcast without super. Oh, I said they're just starting like to breed, and I was oh, teasing the listeners. Here I'm pretty go. sure I mentioned that 2021 might be the year of Madus. That's pretty cool. Uh, I got two Travis emails. Comes to plug everyone. I'm pretty sure that was in there somewhere. Reach out. And then we were talking com. about like the Karampas and how. Reach out to, to Jen and. Kimberly about buying a super dwarf. Garrett right. won't reach back to you at all, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know, at least half reach out reptiles without Garrett. Have bought podcast. You or have bought a podcast, have bought super dwarfs. But uh yeah, I don't know. Matt, don't you have a super dwarf for me? I don't have anything you? from you. Mm, no, no. You have my Sorry, my face doesn't work. Look, Matt, do you have a super door for me that you're planning to send out my way? I'm waiting for a package from SoCal Herbs with a super door for. I me. believe that conversation went like, I'll take it if you don't want it. <laughs> no, no, well, no, 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 no. That was not how it went. It was well, like, maybe. Sure, just send it to me. I'll, I'll take it. I can always use it. I have mm -hmm. thousands of them. <laughs> Well, it does sometimes. Little, my little guy, or my big it, guy. It does sometimes feel like that. I have thousands of oh, them. Oh, I think Brian's using the pee bucket outside. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. Pee break. He doesn't use a bucket. So now this is an opportunity to talk more about Brian. Well, let's talk about Brian. What is there to say about Brian? He's the worst. <laughs> Good. This guy stays oh. up all night playing his YouTube and now I know what he's listening to. I'll tell you what's super annoying about Brian, but no one else can ever know this and he can never hear it. And hopefully he doesn't. Oh, well, he's going to hear it because he's going to play it back. He stepped away. Yeah. He's not going to listen yeah. to this. He doesn't okay, listen we can, to We can assume that. So how does a guy like Brian screw around with his whole life? Just He's basically a large child. My, my actual children believe that he's like a giant eight-year-old with a genetic disorder that makes him age rapidly. You know what I mean? I told them that once and they're like, it makes perfect sense. I understand Uncle Brian now. But anyways, is the best how does he screw around? Oh, he's back. He's back. I was just going to say, and yet be successful and make mm -hmm. everyone jealous with all his accomplishments. Okay, Switness, his earphones on. Please and buy his sunset that's on sale. On nothing? Nothing? Welcome back, Brian. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you for uh, not peeing in the bucket. That's I did it for you. And me, because I didn't want you doing some weird, creepy stare from behind. While I've already seen your steak and potatoes. <laughs> he did have sunglasses on. He might have been staring. I couldn't see his eyes. I I've already seen it, folks. No, generally, I use the pee bucket <laughs> right where I'm sitting. That's the idea behind the bucket. I don't have to get I up. I've seen it already, though. No, you haven't. This yeah. guy doesn't. Know. Yes, I have. All right. <laughs> we can't have a conversation anymore because you're lying. Moral Bay. Hotel. Oh. Peed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, when we had our little staycation and the family and I escaped, um, Can I escaped tell the, story? the smoke. No, I, I want to tell the story. I escaped the smoke. We we went. I feel out, like out it'll be two different day. stories from two different sources here. Well, we can ask Hillary because she was there too. Um, well, she may have been sleeping. She Things sleeping. are getting weirder. I this I needed to weird, guys. use the bathroom. It's dark. I'm not. I'm assuming everybody's asleep, so I don't need to have clothes on. No. You need to close. Yeah. One of my girlfriend's mother mothers did that to me once. I walked through the house and I got up to go to the bathroom and she's like, "Ah!" and I'm like, oh no, why are you walking through the house naked? There's I'm, I'm here tonight. Ah." Wait, that that was you naked or your mother-in-law? My mother-in-law naked. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's better. That is much better. Yeah. Not, not what I saw. Uh, You didn't know the, it wasn't my mother-in-law to be the story, Brian. Anyway, go he ahead, just got go heartalized ahead. by interrupted again. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we end this podcast with like a some, somewhat reasonable conversation Steak instead of potatoes. whatever's happening right now? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, but how are we going to bring this back around, Garrett? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a first. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, I don't think you I don't think you could come back from that. You didn't even finish the story. That was it. That was it. I got up to use the fucking bathroom naked. It's not a big deal. It was for me. Oh. <laughs> Brian, Brian, here's how we're gonna bring it. Okay. Hey guys, join the searchable is reptiles Facebook community. You can say what's up to Matt there. Thank you, Matt, for coming on. We're gonna end oh, the and, podcast. And you can give him shit for having not posted all month. Here. There. I don't want to judge of that. <laughs> He's already taken off nice. his headphones.